God comes into the icon. And those who have spiritual eyes can see that, can feel that. When you pray before the holy icon and wait for this visitation of God to come upon you, if you're in, in a state of grace and you're a prayerful person and you're gifted, you'll feel it. In our tradition, Ruthenians, we have many, many holy icons. So I was a teenager, I told this story before, and my Aunt Margaret was home and my grandmother Baba and said over there, and my grandmother, always telling me about all the miracles they had in Europe. So I was raised on these stories, you know. They were Pobozhny, they were for God. Pobozhny means person who is sanctified. So I said to my Aunt Margaret, she was, uh, you know, contemporary like American. I said, what's the matter with us in America? We don't have all these miracles I hear about here in the house from Baba and Zedo. She laughed at me. She said, this country is not even a Christian country. And those people have been Christian for a thousand years. Our country is in crisis. It needs a lot of prayer and miracles. It needs a lot of icons. Now the next step about icons is it wants to share something with you. It wants you to have divine visitation so that you too can be a miracle worker. It's very important in your prayer line not to doubt what God is doing in your heart. Not to doubt you're chrismated. You see the and you see the body in the Lord. That, that was your personal gift of the Holy Spirit. Not to doubt that God is with you. And to ensure that frequent confession Preachers, the conception of the holy gifts, and lots of prayer. So every once in a while, somebody sees us in public, and we're all in habit. My monks all have to wear their habit. They know the And when you come to town first time, you know they they want to know what you are. They'll ask you. After a while, they get used to seeing you around. Anyway, these monks. Just like you, neither human beings, but gradually I see them change. Fathers here have been talking to you about prayer. They say, well, they don't tell you how to pray all day. They don't tell you in the early church, John Chrysostom, Basil the Great, Bernie Nancy, you told people to go to church. They went to church every morning for the morning prayers, they went to church every evening. The evening prayers. They said the three little hours is people with more very ancient. And if they couldn't get to the church for that, they did it at home. The house house has to be a place you own. It has to be a little church. And you have to believe in that light prayer just like if you were a monk. So we pray about we're not bragging, we're just telling you what we're trying to do. Seven hours a day. With the hours, you say the monastic hours. You people, God love you, they had the, uh, the cathedral hours in your church. It's a really appropriate service. 
And sometimes you never come to mountains. You never come to disasters. You're not praying. They didn't go to communion every day. They had liturgy on Sunday and special holidays. Many of you go to daily communion. I don't fault that. That's wonderful. But that's not enough. You have to prepare the soil. You have to prepare for growth. You have to prepare for the gifts of the Holy Spirit by preparing for communion. There's an office for that. And there's an office of Thanksgiving. You can't just go in the church and see communion and walk out. You have to prepare. I used to work in the VA a little bit. And a guy came up to go to communion. Suddenly, he'd been noisy during the liturgy. And I looked at him, and I, he wants communion, and he opened his mouth, and it was black. Now, you know how I am. I said, no communion for you. I had a notion maybe Satan was in him. Interesting. But you're like kind of God. You're going to smell better even when you die. Not always, sometimes. You're going to have a more peaceful life. And you're going to be a joy in heaven to behold. You icon of God. Dear brothers and sisters, I love you all. You know that. We have none of these churches in the Northwest. If you hadn't parted with your treasure, your time, and your talent, some of them are in no difficulty. But pray. You have to pray for them. Most of our churches are abounding with people. Even up to the monastery, we're hidden out. We still get people, a few people on Sunday. It's wonderful. They get a worse sermon than this every week. <laughs> they have to put up with it. People hear me uh, from, from the computer, you know. It goes all over the world. I didn't know that, but somebody told me. I've got calls from Thailand, Greece. Greece. They ought to know how to become saints over there. Uh, Italy, people want to become monks. It's not easy to become a monk. You have to pass the litmus paper test. Now, you have to pass me. And you have to be... I have to be discerning. I'm looking for the icon in you. I'm looking for your devotion. I'm looking at you when you pray. Are you contemplative? Or you just want somebody to retire where somebody will take care of you? No good. You won't last. <laughs> now just tell me, how, how many people last there? Not many. There's four of us now. One sick is out here with you. They're special people. They've been able to persevere in this life of prayer, fasting, and giving everything they have to the monster. They own nothing. You have to give everything you are to God. You have to become the living icon. You have to live a monastic, prayerful life in your home. Throw the TV away. Turn off the radio. Have a rule of prayer. These priests up here can teach you how to pray. They're magnificent. So we bless these holy icons. They are gorgeous. They're gold leaf. They've been christened, they've been baptized and brought to the church. They're going to hang there watching it. Don't embarrass them. 
When you're going to go in the presence of thy country prayer, I've been to confession and state of grace, because they are all about you. Someday you'll be praying for an icon. You see the virgin cry. You see precious oil come out. You see a miracle. Magnificent. But that means there were hundreds of you at prayer. So anyway, I'm going to conclude with a little bit of a warning. Our Lady has appeared four times just lately. Not in my temple, but she's there. We have Mary Helper Mothers there. Beautiful icon, Father Herbert. Bishop Kurt brought to me from Russia. Bishop Kurt came to my 50th and when he preached, he said, this place is going to be a place of miracles. That depends on you. Our church is not in Christ. The church at large is in Christ. It's because, I'll tell you why, they cut their prayers in half. I frequently visit other monasteries for some reason or other. I stand there, I go to their services, and they've cut their prayers in half. You cut your prayers in half. Some of the liturgies in the church are not even half of what they used to be. Because they're all too damn busy with nothing but nonsense. You don't want to stand there for 45 minutes or an hour and pray. You should be grateful to God we can pray. And you were ordained to pray by baptism, chrismation, and the Eucharist. You're a priestly people. So we poor monks, we depend upon you and your prayers. And especially vocations. Very few people stay to come. Father told me today, Father Lawrence, he says, that's normal. The one guy told me, I hope you don't know him, he said, well, I want to make my own decisions in life. I said, well, I said, the monastery, we depend upon God. And the bishop signed a rule. That was just not a legal document. And we have to keep that rule. Plus, we have a rule of prayer. In addition to that, we have a cell rule of what we do in our cell. And we have a work rule. And we're neglectful, not of prayer, but the other things, because we don't have enough time. There's too few of us. We need more prayers. You have these holy nuns next door. That place is magnificent. They need help, too. They need your prayers. How am I going to get to heaven if you don't pray for me? I've only built four churches, helped one monastery, and I got one monastery and helped the sisters when I can. That's not enough. Work will not get you to heaven. Divine visitation of the Holy Spirit and its gifts will get you there. St. Paul tells us in Corinthians, when you cannot pray, the Holy Spirit prays in you. Why? Because you're chrismated. Listen with your heart for the murmuring of the Holy Spirit. Don't say thousands of words, unless you're saying the office, that's important. Listen for the voice of God within you. And that visitation will come upon you, and you'll be like an apostle. You'll go out the door and have to tell everybody in the street how wonderful Jesus Christ is, how wonderful it is to be in love with God, how wonderful it is to have peace in your heart, how wonderful it is to die. Because you're going to go home to the Lord. 
Our life on earth is short. I wish I had two lives to give to Christ. I only have one. I tried to do the best I can. I probably didn't that good, did that good. I went to the monastery to make reparation for my sins and yours. Stop thinking about yourself and think about God. I guarantee you'll have a divine destiny. You'll be deified and you'll walk into heaven and your relatives will applaud. Look what we produce. Thank your grandparents. All the way back, all those people had the Catholic faith and preserved it. Don't worry about the church. The church will survive even with us in it. <laughs> and thank Father for allowing me to speak and the privilege to write these beautiful icons. But I thank God, especially that you are my brothers and sisters. In the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.